This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Dr- oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> You're Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go to you. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anna's Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anna's Cantor. And you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Good morning and welcome to episode three, four, one of the Down to Dunk podcast. I'm Luke here with Andrew, Jay, hello, Taylor, and Nick from Anthem. Hey, Nick from Anthem. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> wow. Like. Like that, we needed a we needed a good bass to the podcast. He looks as burly as he sounds. <laughs> Nick's trying to know. get used to this whole six o'clock start yes. time, especially since he recognizes that now he could be here at six thirty and have slept until six or so. But if you see Andrew moving around, it's because he's trying to set up our periscope. We and, a, uh, yeah, we do a periscope now when we do this. We're and, like uh, a, we're like a rudderless ship without Andrew leading. And us. It, hey guys, we should probably mention we are now a member of the Almighty Baller podcast network what, what super cool go check it out they have podcasts for every team on their site almightyballer.com we're also going to be a part of dash radio yeah so if you listen to dash radio or if you don't check us out um dash radio.com we will be i think we'll be broadcast on saturday so we'll do a kind of like a best of of our podcast for the week spliced together and put on the radio so if you happen to be in the car and you want to listen to some Down to Dunk, you can check us out there. Mm, down to Dunk of the Car, New Frontiers. Hey, so we a lot of things going on in the Thunder world. Uh, I want to talk about the game, highly anticipated game, and, and it really, I think, it just was kind of a letdown if we really want to talk about it, but the Thunder beat the Sixers by 20 points on Wednesday night. And, you know, I just, I was really hyped for that one and thought there's going to be a lot more of a com- competition in that game. But you really hyped for the Sixers? Super really? hyped. No. <laughs> Primarily talking, I don't want to deal with Monday night's game because. Yeah. Uh, That's why Ham and I didn't really talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I loved it, man. I loved your pod on <laughs> No one, honestly, like, what Thunder fan wants to hear about that game? Yeah. Like, who wants to talk about what happened in that game? We can talk about one thing. I bet some people do. You want to talk about the beef? Yeah, I just want to talk about beef. Mm. The Samaj beef? Yeah, so Steph Curry started that whole thing. He was being punk, right? Yeah. He was punching around his his groinal area. Oh, we know what you're talking about. Was he? It's your private parts. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. groinal area. That's what we mean. Yep. Yep, you're right about that, Luke. Good job picking that up. And, uh, and Samaj just stood his ground and then... I don't know. Kind of like nudged him back, and then Steph Curry pushed him. I guess he Steph didn't beef. know who Samash was. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, "How you pronounce his name?" Yeah, I think that most people would say that. Yeah, including uh, Billy Donovan. <laughs> no, no, Billy loves him. <laughs> including uh, Billy yeah. Donovan. Uh, who's that guy at the end of the bench? Put him in there, point guard. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, that's why look, he keeps playing. You look familiar. Hey, who's a point guard? Samaj just raises his hand before Norse Cole every time. That's how that's how this is working. That's what it seems like, actually. That would actually make way more sense. Yeah. Hey, non-rust guys, come <laughs> one of you. Come on, I don't care which one. So it was a, 
it was a bad game, and, and it was you knew it. I knew it that this was going to be the games when the Warriors figured it back out. Because after they beat the th- the Thunder, they played. I don't know if it was a back to back or two nights late. Back to back, they went to Dallas yeah. and just destroyed, annihilated them, them too. Uh, and so, it, and I have a lot of opinions and thoughts on on what the Thunder could do if they because there's a chance. The Thunder are sneaking up into that five seed. They're half a game back, maybe tied in the loss column. They're now tied in the loss column with as the Clippers of, as of today. Uh, mm-hmm. Which there's all sorts of things about the Clippers that are interesting for me as far as the off season goes. Because who wants yeah. to stay on this team that seems so out of sorts? I don't know. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna be interesting. The the Clippers have an easier schedule than the Thunder do going forward. But that doesn't really, I don't know, that doesn't necessarily mean something. So they've got like Utah, Sacramento, Washington, Phoenix, the Lakers again, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, and Sacramento. So there's games in there. They, they could lose a lot of those games. Sure. And um, that Utah game is a big deal. Utah's big, playing San Antonio. Like, you just never know. Is this going to be San Antonio that's going to sit everybody because they know they got the two seed locked up, they can't get up to one now? They're just going to sit everybody the last week of the season. If they yes. do, that's an easy win. Um, the Rockets are probably still just going to try to just annihilate people with threes. So I don't know. The Thunder, I mean, they could they could do it. So here's the question. Do you want the Thunder just to – I kind of just want them, especially after Monday night, just stay in the sixth seed. Yeah, just avoid any chance of playing the For Warriors. Real. If you play them, it's in the Western Conference Finals, which would be – crazy miraculous in some way yes i think the thunder i think the rockets would be the actually and this is maybe me just speaking out of my stupidity but i think the rockets right now would be a more difficult seven game series than the spurs would matchup wise maybe yeah i mean they're both going to be ridiculous yeah it'll be fun though it'd be fun either one yeah the the rockets are good man they're really good i think that they would definitely beat the thunder in a seven game series yes i don't know i'm excited because guess what they play on Sunday. They do. A little matinee game at 2.30 on ABC. This is a huge game. It's a really big game. I for, love the MVP narrative that goes for, into it. For storylines, for everything. And the Thunder have played them close every game this season. Um, but you but you just look at them and you know that there's a big difference between the two, especially with, with their offense. Um, there's just really no comparison. The Thunder are, are below average in the league as far as offensive rating goes and the Houston Rockets are just ridiculous. I will say this though is I think that I think that so to say their overall season wide numbers is a little misleading in the sense that this team has been very different since Taj has moved not just Taj and Doug coming to the team, but Taj yeah. moving into the starting lineup. Yeah. And I know the Warriors game really taints that because they were so bad offensively. Um but I just throw I throw that game out, man. I really do. And you've got four games before that. They looked really good. I mean, they just annihilated the really awful Sixers. You know, I, I will say the first quarter and like whatever, the first part of the game against the Warriors, their offense wasn't bad. They were missing all of their open shots, though. The they offense were so was overhyped. What really wasn't bad. Yeah. They were getting open shots. They were just, it was, it's all up here, man. It was the defensive lapses. Yeah. yeah. Abrinas I mean, was O of six oh six it was not great I'm shot I don't wanna, I don't, I, you know what i don't want to talk about this game anymore you want to talk about the sixers game and how russ didn't miss a shot but was would, clearly trying to not take any shots <laughs> he's getting i mean wide open layups like, wide open. Every, everything he had was just super super easy 
I thought the Sixers were better than that. Um, like I know they got super hurt, but they're still playing teams relatively well, even with this kind of jacked up lineup. Yeah. I think some of it is that they see who's like, oh, Sean Holmes is lined up over there. Great. I don't have to do much tonight. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, you know, TJ McConnell, you know, oh, that guy was doing my taxes 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, just, I think that they do try really hard. They just don't have any talent. Yeah, and Okafor was ridiculously bad. Cantor had 19 points in the first half, and they were just go. I mean, it was just Cantor. Here's the ball. Go at Okafor every time. Yeah, I, I turned on my uh, the radio. I was coming back from somewhere and turned on the radio at halftime, and the guys on the sports channel were like, everybody that's a fan would have as much of a chance of guarding and his canter as Jalil Okafor has had. <laughs> yeah. <so far>. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not good. No. I mean, there's a reason that he's still on this team today and it's Nobody not because they want him and they were very openly trying to trade him. Yes. I yeah. think he probably would be in new Orleans had they not made the boogie trade. What the boogie, the boogie for, for the buddy. all right so is that it are we moving on yeah yeah to our top five power rankings top five power rankings top five power rankings You know, I think something, even though we don't have... Sorry, more, guys. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I want to just talk, uh, just while we're here, if you're looking at the top, like actually doing an actual top five power rankings, you still yeah. you have the Warriors at one. Okay. Who do you start getting you to? I mean, so... So here, are we going to do a top five power rankings? Yeah, let's Just do for it. My, own do sa- my own sake. We can I do just, it. I just want to ask the question. So do, are you ranking people on how they play, or are you ranking on what they assume? Like... What do you mean? Cleveland is not playing the best maybe the second best in the NBA. But Cleveland, for me, is probably the best team in the NBA. So if you're looking at top five going into the playoffs, who your most, maybe your top five best top chances. Five, like, of, of winning the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, of winning the whole okay. thing. Warriors, Cleveland. Warriors, yeah, Cavs. Houston? Oh, boy. San Antonio. I'll say Houston. Like Boston, yeah. Have you seen how they've been playing lately? They're, yeah. they're good. I just they smoke their the defense. Their much. defense is their defense is good. They just don't have. I mean, I guess unless you think Isaiah Thomas is your guy, I guess the only I just can't see them beating LeBron. Well, you can't see anyone beating LeBron. Yeah, that's why it's Warriors one and two by like yeah a and, mile. And then just the Durant injury in itself, I think, includes other West teams. Yeah, right. although he's it seems as if he's coming back sooner rather than later what yes. what does a houston cleveland finals look like all so the three just everybody just <laughs> stepping over half court and just jacking it <laughs> it'd be so fun it'd be like 1980s basketball minus fighting each other maybe yeah but, it's well, hard they, to they took like that. six threes a game in the 80s though Whoa. Whoa. Oh. yeah it just was always so high scoring yeah but yeah i don't know i i think that that's kind of my five and so i'd say for me, I don't know. I'd lean more on the Wizards over the Celtics. Maybe I'm wrong in that. And I still don't know if I'd put them in that top five. You just like their starting lineup. I do. And then it just the falls Wizards, apart. The Wizards haven't been bad in the playoffs. Zards are good, man. Zards are good. What about the Raptors? 
no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's got to be back and healthy before I believe. Which it, it seems like he's going to be, right? Or that's the we'll assumption. See. You don't know what he do break his wrist? <laughs> no, he, he had a floater. He, he had, had a floater in his wrist. He had bodies, loose bodies inside his wrist. Oh, I can't imagine that. <laughs> a lot of little bones there. Well, one of the things <laughs> I have the reason I kind of bring nightmare this, about that. The reason I bring this up is I'm thinking like the West outside of those top 3 is just kind of a bunch of teams that yeah. aren't aren't going to get you too jacked. No. Cuz Utah has not been playing well at all. Yeah, I mean they Utah almost got beat by the Knicks. <sighs> Yeah, Utah's got to be healthy, mm-hmm. which they won't be. <clears throat> no, the Clippers are just all over the place. Oklahoma City is limited. Then you have Memphis, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So really, great. outside of those top three, it's just those top three. They should pretty much run through the playoffs, I would assume. Yeah, Cleveland, and then probably Boston is probably the second best team. Yeah. All right. Boston Wizards. Anyway, I just was wondering, man. We're getting closer and closer to that happening, and. Guys, I'm sorry that I made us do that segment, but I'm glad we did. I think we all learned something. <laughs> we did. About ourselves. We did. What did you learn? What did, what? what did I learn? Yeah. Um, just to be better. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Guys, but I do want to take a moment and talk about our new sponsor. Nick is here from our new sponsor. It is Anthem Brewing Company, which makes some delicious beers. Yes, we are so excited to be partnered with you guys. We're excited to have you. Um, it's anytime we can have someone join us at six in the morning is good. It's great. It shows shows a lot that you that you came this morning. Uh, so tell us tell us about your products. Yeah, so um, we make a uh, five core canned beers. That's a pilsner, uh, OK Pils or Oklahoma Pilsner, Ouroboros Stout, uh, Golden One Belgian Blonde. I'm going to need a refill. On that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting some coffee refills right now. Uh, Arjuna, which is our Belgian wheat with orange peel, coriander, and chamomile. And uh, our delicious American West Coast style IPA. It's good, man. It's very good. You know what I'm going to need? Uh, I, can't even, I can't even ask you. I, would, I want you to top five power rings, but it's like picking your favorite kid. You can't. You can't do it. You can't. You do can't. It. They're all my <laughs> favorite in different it. ways. <laughs> Except you could. You know what you could do by which one sells the most and then tell us how much money you make from that beer. Wouldn't Taylor. that be appropriate? Yeah. Taylor, this that. is our guest. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, wow. sorry. Wow, Taylor. Uh, wow. The other one thing I want to say is our tap room, uh, Southwest 4th and Class, or Southwest 4th um, between Class and Western. Uh, we've really been pumping out some great stuff there. We've got, I think, an Imperial Cream Ale coming on sometime this next week or so. Uh, I've got Babylon, our newest barrel-aged beer, which is a... Sour ale-aged and Pinot Noir barrels with cherries and raspberries. So Just had it last night, especially in this weather. It's a tops. When, <laughs> uh, when is the tap room open? Uh, Monday through Wednesday, we're noon to 6. And then Thursday through Saturday, we're noon to 9. Uh, we have musicians every Friday. Uh, we should be doing the food trucks here pretty soon. So getting ready for that. That is something I really like about your tap room is you guys do events there all the time. You always have someone there. And your tap room is really cool because... Basically, it's just open to the rest of the brewery. So it's like a bar and then some seating, and then you can kind of see the rest of the brewery, and it's cool. It's, it's a great atmosphere, yeah. It is. Sure. It sounds like a great place to take a date. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. If you bring attention. Do you have a date? No, but I'm working on it, man. Okay. Stay out of my business. <laughs> working okay. on it. What that means is, ladies, DM us if, if one of you wants to go on a date with Luke. <laughs> DM us, let's get lit. 
<laughs> great. Thank you, Nick, and thank you to Anthem. We're yeah. really, we're really pumped. Yeah, thanks for coming out six in the morning in my house. My house. My house. My house. Checking out these little fuzzy ducks on my table. <laughs> it is <laughs> Easter is in full swing at hey, Jay's Nick, house. Can we put that on the Periscope real quick? Because there are some cute little ducks. They're fuzzy. I can't believe your dog doesn't eat them. Yeah, he does a pretty good job of not eating things yeah, in the house. That's good. Huh. He's outside. Everything's fair game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, said, this yeah. is my domain. Nice. Right nice um, that's your henry moment <laughs> when he asked to go outside what can we dive into is, that a little bit more yeah. let's talk about henry uh, guys let's move on to some twitter questions twitter questions our first twitter question comes from at mikey barra my probably one of my favorite people in the world he, seriously we need to get great. him back on the pod hey, and when you hey. say when you say world you really mean world because, because he's he from in italy yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mikey. He uh, he and his wife have a uh, had a baby girl. Hey, so, congrats, my beautiful oh, baby girl. Congratulations. congrats on the baby. <laughs> yeah, congrats on the baby, Mikey. Here's your question. Congrats on the baby. <laughs> he wants to know which scenario do we like the most? One, we keep Taj, Dre, and trade Ennis for a higher first. Draft. I'm sorry. Got one job, man. For a higher first to draft another ball hander. I got it. <laughs> a <laughs> ball hander? Ball handler. Two. Got this? Ball hander. Got it. Guys, two. Keep in us. Sci- sign either Taj or Dre and draft at 20-ish. A combo forward, I guess. Or three, his own scenario. To be completed with Andrew's take. Luke hadn't read any of this before ever. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so basically the question is... Guys, it was harder because it was a DM. It was longer. This is not... And he didn't mean for this to be a TQ. I just thought it was a really good question. That was really hard to answer. So the question is, do you want to keep Taj and Dre and trade Ennis at the draft? Or do you want to keep Ennis and only keep one of Taj or Dre and then draft where we're at? Hmm. That is tough. I think a lot of this for me comes down to Demonis Sabonis. Like, what do you think about him? Like, what do you what do you think about what he's going to do next year? Because he could come in and like theoretically play that role. Um, so I've been pretty adamant, not adamant about this, but I I think I think you trade Cantor. Yeah, I think you need the. So watching that Warriors game, I know you don't want to talk about it. Like the Thunder, and I think they're intentional in this. Like they're trying to force people to play outside of their normal because they can go big. They're the team that is selling out to going big, the only team. And it's, I don't think it works, man. I don't think if you, you can't put neither one. I mean, Cantor, I guess, in, in his own can force a team not to be, you can't put Iguodala on Cantor, right? He's going to murder him. Yeah. They help, the Warriors help so so well defensively right. mm-hmm. to where it's hard for us to really do anything. So that's why I think you got to go wing. You've got Adams locked up for, you know, $80 million for however long or however much his contract is you've got. And I think you just go in with the squad because you don't have Russ forever. So I think you've got four year window and canter at your backup center position. You don't need 35 to $40 million wrapped up in a center position in the 2017 NBA. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I think that's what you do. Because I think, I don't know what Dre's going to command on the market, but I would I keep, keep shooting free throws like he did. Oh, my goodness. It looks like it's closer to 14, 15, though. If he's going to keep, because what? He said no to 10. He said no to 12.5. Supposedly. He, all so, in theory. All in theory. But guys say no to contracts all the time, and it doesn't mean that they're going to get more. They would like to get more. He would like to get more. But think, so would yeah. I. Yes, me too. His, his, defense, his defense is recognized. He is right now recognized across the league as a top three perimeter defender in the league. He yes, he is. But he's also the worst, the offensive worst player. offensive guard in the league, like by far, by far. Is there another guard that would shoot free those two free throws like that? Mm. I think that teams look at that. Can how many teams can you start a guy who can't shoot at all? You can't. Like, how many teams can you do you that You can't. He, There's not that many teams. And I, once again, going back to the Warriors game, which I know not everything is oriented towards just beating the Warriors. That's not right. everything. I right, right, get right. that. The Thunder having the, the reason they signed Kendrick Perkins in 2010, 9, was because the Lakers were gigantic. Yeah. And, and so, yes, sometimes teams actually do orient their rosters towards trying to beat the best. If you're trying to do that, Cantor doesn't make any sense, but I really am starting to question whether or not Robertson does because as much as he is essential on defense, he is equally as problematic on offense. Right. It's it's a it's a tough question. I think I would rather just keep him. I, I I'm with you on that and develop Doug McDermott behind him and see like see if Doug McDermott can play defense because if he can play just like right below average defense he's he can start right yeah yeah like he can start for you and he can i don't know i I would rather but i would keep dre because i think that you could trade him i think that he's still tradable and i think somebody would depending on what that contract looks like probably but i probably thought singular would be tradable at some point too he's definitely not singular no, 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 no. He's got so much more value. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? If, if if Robertson demands a contract that's more outrageous, I don't think he's well, as easily Thunder, tradable. Well, and the Thunder don't. They just let him walk. The Thunder don't do that. They're not going to go. Is he restricted? Deep. Yes. But he's not going to go into the – they're not going to go, like, deep into the electric tax to re-sign For Robertson. Him. I think they should re-sign Taj Gibson, though. I agree. Dude, I, I, I love everything he does for this team right he's now. He's made this team a lot better, and I think that he's a really – good guy to teach Demonis Sabonis like how to play the right way because I mean I think Sabonis is going to be a role player a, a lot like Taj that can score a little bit who can do a little bit of everything and can guard out on the perimeter a little bit uh, and he's kind of like the perfect like model for that mm-hmm. yeah and Domas the thing about beautiful what model. I love about Sabonis is the dude seems just watching his his kind of body expressions the way he carries himself you can tell like look at that body in my mind probably what makes him struggling so much right now is that he's mentally killing himself when he doesn't do the right thing on the court yeah which what that tells me is not that this guy has ill prepared or isn't going to be a contributor at some point it means that he's going to work 
his butt off to be the best power forward he can be for yep. what this team needs. And that's what you want. And he has a lateral quickness to defend some on the perimeter. He, I mean, he really is. He'll never be Draymond, but he's kind of, that's what they're trying to go for. A guy that can stretch the floor a little bit, a guy that can defend a little bit, a guy that can pass, a guy that, he's got a lot of work to do. He does. Like, we all understand that. And I'm not saying he's Draymond Green, nor will he ever be Draymond Green. No, no, no. But he's got a similar body where he could, he could defend some bigs, he could defend some perimeter stuff. Like, he's, he's kind of that hybrid. Uh, yeah. what what you look for in this next NBA. But he's got a lot of work to do, and, and that's what makes me excited is I think he can put the work in, or he will put the work in, and I think he can be better and better. Yeah. Zach Lowe tweeted that the new OKC starting lineup has an offensive rebounding rate of 36%, which is just absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think the Thunder really wanted to hang their hat on that, on rebounding in particular, because it's something that a lot of teams are just willing to just give up. And if the Thunder can keep that starting lineup, and then add some, you know, have Sabonis just kind of step up a little bit in his second year, and go get a wing at the, in the draft, or go get a guard in the draft. I mean, I'm okay with the Thunder even picking where they're at, um, and just choosing a guy from there, and maybe getting a player back for Cantor, or even like another a future pick or something. Um, I like Ennis Cantor a lot. I think he's very good, but when it comes down to like this modern NBA. He's he's just not a fit. Uh, I really like him. I think that he's improved a ton, and I think he's very very good. Uh, but I think I think at this at some point you're going to have to choose Stephen Adams or Ernest Cantor. Like you're just going to have to choose because both of them deserve 30 minutes a night, and you have to go Stephen Adams every time. If Russ, yeah, with Russ as your point guard, you have to go Stephen Adams. I think with who would you who would you go who would you choose? Canter, like in what situation would you choose Canter then? Mm, I don't know. Okay, I haven't really I think, thought that uh, much. Well, about I think it. okay, <laughs> it just sounded like there was a situation. Uh, but I can him. see how he. I don't think he's as. So a lot of people have compared him to Greg Monroe, yeah. kind of Jalil Okafor, Al Jefferson, and that market is just drying up. But I think Canter, Vucevic, yeah. I think, and, and maybe it's just my bias or, or who I see the most of. I think Cantor's the top of that list. I think Cantor could be a serviceable starting center on a team and not be a liability. Okay, a point guard that is not a very good a scoring. Dist- a distributor. Guard. Yeah, a distributor. Because Cantor draws a lot of doubles. And so then you can no. run a way more offense through him if your point guard is not yeah. Russell Westbrook. He'd be really good with George 26. Hill. No, he's good. I mean, he's. I, I agree. Cantor's going to go What's funny is that like a guy like Nikola Jokic in Denver is getting like all like everybody loves Jokic. Yeah. I think he's very good too. But do you know that Denver's the 30th ranked defense in the league? Yeah. And he specifically he's a, has he's a struggled big part of it. Like he's a big part of that. Um like if you're willing to be bad defensively and just be an offensive juggernaut, then Cantor is a perfect fit for that. Um if you're trying to do a little bit of both i don't know it's it's tough because i think that the thunder have given him the right role as a guy coming off the bench to kill other teams uh you're the 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 struggle is going to be finding the team that's always been the struggle with him is finding what team is going to be able to take him the struggle is real let's move on to our next twitter question (laughs) it's the worst (laughs) it comes from at bay malbus the struggle is real. Who wants to know, can MVP momentum swing Russ's way if he records a triple-double and Robertson locks down hard on Sunday, or has it gone too far? 
I mean, Every, I think he's very much still in it. Yeah, yeah, he's still in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and right now, the MVP race hinges on every single game. Like one game, it just switches from one end to the other, all over the place. It it matters a lot. It matters. Sunday matters. Um, you know, okay, you know how we were talking about top five Russell moments, and we were talking about the dunk on Clint Capella to, to seal yeah. the game against the Rockets, right? And we said, man, I wish that happened later in the season. Yeah. So this is that point where that could happen again. The exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the exa- no, but but yeah, it, it has a chance to stick on people's minds right before they... Like if Russ plays like he did like against Phoenix or something where mm-hmm. he's just trying to shoot everything and he's puts up you know 35 shots... I think that's where he can that MVP will just kind of slip away because yeah. everyone's going to be watching this game. Yeah, but if he's, you know, calm and he's willing to pass the ball and he's not wanting to take every shot, and even if the Thunder lose, he has a triple double. He relies on his teammates, and his teammates kind of let him down. Then I think people will be like, "Oh, this is still really close." Because yeah. the fact that the Rockets beat the Thunder is like, of course, like the Rockets are going to beat the Thunder you know, eight times out of 10, right? Yeah. Um, hey, man. Hey, stick up for your boys. Kind of feels like now. Hey, yeah, stick up for your boys, man. Skin. You'd be a terrible girlfriend. Yeah, you're not being a good Samaj Christian right now. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> the, the Thunder will lose to the Rockets eight times out of 10. <laughs> stick up for <laughs> your man. The The Rockets are just better and just because they can shoot threes, they can... I mean, especially with the addition of Lou Williams, like Lou Williams yeah, is yeah. really, really good. And I so, just, they just, they, they put a team together. They put yeah. a perfect team together. Right. And they, they've had time to plan for this for years, right? The Thunder have had months for this team to gel and to identify who they want on this team. And they still don't have the team that they want. The That's, Rockets got their coach and they got the players that they wanted around James Harden. I don't know. There's something that people don't talk a lot about is the fact that James Harden is getting the Mike D'Antoni bump in his statistics. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about how like inflated Russ's stats are, but nobody talks about how James Harden's getting this bump from playing with Mike D'Antoni. You know who else got a bump from playing with Mike Steve D'Antoni? Nash. Not, not. I mean, Steve Nash. He I mean, did. he said he was like, he well, this is why I did what I did. But I'm just like Lynn Sanity. Chris Duhon was really, really good with Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. A guy who plays for the Reno Bighorns was here in town playing the blue. Kendall Marshall. Kendall Marshall. Kendall Marshall yeah. looked like an NBA player when he played with Mike D'Antoni. When he, whenever he was not with Mike, he's out of the league. If you're a guard under Mike D'Antoni, you're having a great right. Year. Lynn Sanity happened because yeah. Mike D'Antoni gave Jeremy Lynn the ball and just said, "Here's what I need you to do." Yep. James Harden is getting that exact same bump in stats. He's getting that exact same bump in wins and the style of play and everything. But for some reason, like people just want to talk about Russ's uncontested rebounds. Mm-hmm. Like the style of play is perfect for James Harden and perfect for players like that. Um, and it does it inflates kind of their stats and their value and and here's here's the thing though like the rockets are the three seed in the west and that's why i think the thunder does have to win and russ has to have a good game on sunday to start switching that because even if russ has a really great game and they lose that just backs up everyone else's argument against russ in voting for harden anyway well okay russ's stats are better but like harden's team is better and harden's the best player on a better team so that's you know that's the main argument for Harden against Russ. Yeah. Is that his team is better. 
So I do think the Thunder has to win. The hardjument. Hard an argument, the hardjument. That's what wow. it's called. That's that what people are calling it. Such a reach. God. Say, wow. <laughs> stick up for your man, Andrew. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at the Alistair Hogg, who wants to know should Perk be hired speci- specifically to resprain Steve's thumb so he can wear the black wrap and make free throws again? Uh, I think that hiring Perk is an interest would be an interesting move. If we're going to talk about that in itself, like putting him on the bench, like having him be like your secondary big man coach. I think it makes some sense. Yeah. Um, Steve particularly has had such a weird season, right? I mean, he started out the season shooting free throws very, very well. And I think that that was, I think that was very fluky. I think that that was just him being streaky at the line. Pretty fluky. I don't think that he's like a 90% or 80% or even 70% free throw shooter. If he shoots in the 60s, that's still pretty good for a center. So, um, but he's just had he's been so hot and cold his defense has been hot and cold just as his offense has i mean lately he's gotten a little bit better on the defensive end but he's still there's still something that's just not quite right uh and he's not hurt he just plays like there's something going on right that there's some secondary thing going on with him that's that's just kind of how he plays to me whenever i watch him because he's not he's not playing with like the same ferocity that he did before um, what was that game where he got out on the perimeter and basically like sealed the game on the defensive end? Oh gosh. Remember that? What I'm talking about? This is great, great podcast. Yeah, I here. can't remember who it was though. <laughs> I remember. He had the he went down and got the block. This was on Mike Conley. It was Mike Conley, it was against the Grizzlies. Yeah, at home. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he shut down Mike Conley on a fast break. Yeah, and right. Then, and then closed out on the and perimeter. Then closed out on the perimeter, and basically that was the game. Like I haven't seen that Stephen Adams in yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I. So let me s- stick up for my boys. Oh, oh, oh do you learn anything or two, Andrew? So here's here's <laughs> Listen that, and learn. Here's just a few thoughts about that. Uh, I feel like Stephen Adams. I think we all can kind of see that just something is different, weird, whatever. Um, part of it, I think, is Stephen Adams is trying to figure out being more of a dominant role. And what that looks like on this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he, he needs to. His plan was to be a, the third or fourth wheel on that team, you know, and just play really good defense, do offense, you know, whenever they need it or whatever. But so he's figuring that part out. But I also think that this Thunder team is trying to balance, I mean, for the last three or four years when they've been healthy, like they coast, they coast, they've always done it getting ready for the playoffs and then when they come playoffs like they just ratchet it up a little bit and i wonder this is one of those times where they have to be kind of locked in more throughout the entire year than they've ever had to be maybe that year that russ was leading the team by himself but um and i wonder if that plays a little bit into it where you have a guy like steven adams who's uh you know, like sometimes you take nights off and sometimes you're not engaged and sometimes you're doing that because you're getting ready for saving a little bit of your own body to get ready for the playoffs. And so I wonder, I wonder if some of that plays into it a little bit as well. There's clearly something that happened or something changed in February, right? So here's, this is free throw percentage. It tells that story. So it's 75% in November, 60% December, 72% in January, 
47% in February and 42% in March. Also, his defensive rating, 106 in November, 106 in December, 105 in January, 111 in February, hmm. and 108 this month. I don't... <laughs> I, I mean, I have nothing really other than like to like say those numbers and say that something has changed with him and it hasn't been his health. Um, it's just, he's just had a, it's been a strange season for him. He is a plus three on the month in 11 games, which is good. He was a minus 1.6 last month. He probably had the flu. Could have had the flu. <laughs> I think he had the flu for a month. It's a, it's, it's been a really, it's a really strong flu season. This year. So, I mean, just, this has been like <laughs> a time that we're having. <laughs> What a time. <laughs> All right. Let's move to our next Twitter question. It comes from that dude, Rob, who wants to know, what does OKC winning a Houston series do for Dre's free agency? Is it a catch 22? If we win and he locks down James Harden on a national stage, money is coming. That's an interesting. It's It's true. If he, so if Dre, if Dre does play really well in the playoffs Money against everywhere. Harden, he, he will, he may get that $15 million pay payday, right? Mm-hmm. He could, it's very possible. Do you think it changes anything though? Like, do you think the perception for him is not that already? No, it only takes one team. Now, right? Oklahoma City series where they beat Houston and he averages 11 points because he turns back into the slasher and he hits a few threes like somebody gets that. Oh, 11 yeah, points yeah. shuts down James Harden. That's when the money goes up. If he can be offensively competent, I think that's when the money comes up, which is what he was last year. Like I was going to say yeah. agent, if he was a free agent after last year's series, the whole playoffs, that dude would have made that 15. I mean, and without question and you know that there's teams out there that believe like oh we could use him the right way like yeah, what you're referring sure. to like we we can put him in the right situations not taking as many threes he's slashing a lot more put him in power forward right it takes one team yeah man if the clippers had the money i bet they'd do it mm-hmm. if they had the money they might have the money whenever Chris Paul money. blake leave they can right. they can make yeah. Robertson, the central piece right. of the LA Clippers. Luke, and that really makes Luke no Ricard sense. and Bamute, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, they'll start him and Bamute, and that's the oh, future of the Clippers. God. Good Lord. <laughs> Just burn that staple center to the ground. All the free throw air balls. <sighs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a great question, Rob. I think that. I think that it really does. There's a lot up in the air. And, yeah. and you just never really know. I mean, Dion, I thought he played really well in the playoffs. He did. And he couldn't get a deal anywhere. In theory. Right? And now everyone or is that he back wanted. and regretting it because he's been For so sure. good in Miami. Oh, <laughs> that boy. guy's actually good. Dion's just actually good at basketball. I never said he wasn't. I know, but I'm just saying. He's just I just like to man. say it. He's I good. just like that he's actually good. He's great. He's not he's good. A great he's a great person. He's he a good is. basketball player. Better person. He's gone from good to great. He read the book Good to Great he this did. summer, and he was like, "I'm going from good to great." He learned, he learned a lot yeah. from it. <laughs> I remember that podcast. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Cody Gibby who says, "Because we're all homers, make your case against Russ for MVP. Could be fun." Could be fun. <laughs> could be fun. Or could be miserable. By the way, that's not Luke adding could be fun to that question. <laughs> that was actually in the Twitter question. Yeah. yeah. I know. It no. just sounded like it. Yeah. I wish it was just you. No. 
the case against Russ is that he's not on the better team. Yeah, of the two. That's it. That's right? it. That's the only argument against him because you can't talk about anything else. Oh, he's not he's a real point guard. Huh? No he's one. not a real point guard. No one really says that anymore, Luke. <laughs> Except the ghost that Luke was. <laughs> yeah, that's that. why it was a ghost. He's not a real point guard. The ghost of, the ghost of uh. Go ahead. I was just saying, there's a Reddit Cody Car. Uh, no, no, no. So Haralabob or whatever his name is. Yeah. Somebody tweeted him a, a Reddit thread that has some really good points on why Russ should not be MVP. His defense, like contested shots, like super low. Uh, basically, the guy made a really strong argument that Russ is just leaving his guy on the perimeter in order to go rebound the ball. And so, if you wanted to look at some of it, like his defensive numbers have not been the greatest uh, individually. <laughs> His guys are shooting higher percentages. I mean, there you can. I don't want to tweet it because I hate it, but it is out there that that's that's kind of what's <laughs> driving a lot of the thought of this anti-Russ narrative. Is, yeah. is there's some of those things where it does seem like there's some t- statistics to back up his chasing triple doubles. Yeah, and I think that there that like type of nuance, I I, I think that may affect like maybe like two voters, right? Yeah, I think that most voters will be affected by the the team wins and the team success. Yeah. over everything else well and you're comparing him to james harden who's not known for his defense either right so it's like it's not that's kind of off the board but also what's weird didn't you tweet about defensive wind shares i did he's got the he and Kawhi have the same defensive wind shares and i don't understand it i don't really get it that's um, the thing with advanced stats too you can always find an advanced stat that backs up what you want i can find say. what i want that's what I wanted. I and wanted just to- like that guy wants to show that he's not a good defender. You know what I mean? You can just all, you can find a number to back up anything you want. I wanted this number to tell me lies. And it did that. He's the same defender as Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> it told me that <laughs> so I don't get, I don't get it. Um, a lot of people like that. A lot of people, are a lot that. Of people like that. A lot of people like it. All right, let's move on to our next twitter question it comes from at six seven gert who wants to know who has a higher ceiling doug or abrinus abrinus a higher ceiling yeah dude well make your case uh doug is just he's not a good defender he's a good shooter he'll be a really good shooter and a good scorer but abrinus has the chance abrinus is easily the better athlete you can okay. just do and so Doug's just having man. just being Doug's more underrated. athletic. Huh? Doug's underrated athlete. He's an underrated athlete. I disagree. I mean, he's a good athlete, but I don't think he's underrated. People don't rate him. <laughs> Maybe. Unrated. So he's a non-rated Un- athlete. <laughs> unrated. <laughs> unrated. Uh no, I just think Abrinus is, you know, we talked the other week about how Doug and Abrinus are pretty much on the same level right now and Abrinus is a rookie and Doug this is his third year in the league. Yeah. Abrinus has a lot more room to grow. I think his uh, he just shows more um, potential for for skills also, that he can develop. I also think Abrinus has the he can create, which I don't think Doug McDermott's ever going to be a creator. I think yeah, Abrinus mm. has that kind of crafty Spanish thing Ooh, going on. Yeah, <laughs> I like Abrinus a lot. I think specifically a couple of things with McDermott. I think gives him a little bit higher ceiling. The positional scarcity of playing the small forward. There's not. Just, there's just not a lot of good small forwards in the league right now. And the what Thunder. Is, what is higher ceiling? What are we talking about? Individual player, like what that player well, can I, I, do, or what he can provide for a team. I mean, isn't 
They're different. I don't know. They're different. So like if okay, explain if the difference. So if I'm a really good dunker, right, yeah. and I'm a shooting and, guard, and you are, you're a great dunker, and like me, for example, underrated. <laughs> I'm talking about myself. So like a shooting guard who's like a sick dunker, but a 33 percent shooter from from whatever, and he uh, from three. Okay. But then you have Doug McDermott, who's a better shooter. Yeah, but he can't he can't do anything else. Well, Doug can provide a, a skill that's um, more needed for a team uh, than like that that better athlete that's a shooting guard. Okay, <laughs> so that's a very simple example of what I'm talking about. I just think that the Thunder they if the Thunder didn't have Victor Oladipo, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I just don't think that Abrinas is going to have a chance to start on this team. I think he's always going to be a guy that comes off the bench. I think that McDermott's going to have a chance to start. He's only 25. I think that he's going to get better. He also is a little bit more girthy, right? Like he's he's got more of a body that you can say like I think that maybe he can be a defender someday um on some level. But he can't mo- he can't move like it though. And he tries really hard. He does try on defense and he still gets cooked. Yes, he's not. I mean, Abrinas gets <laughs> Abrinas gets cooked pro- a lot more. He does, I would say. But you can see more potential with Abrinas defensively than Doug McDermott. The the size is the, is what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying that. I think that Abrinas is a better athlete, like you said. I just think that size is a big deal. So for, these, for both these guys, did you notice that Abrinas is the same is as tall as Robert Covington? Maybe taller than Robert Covington. When they're standing I'm next to each other, height and I know, I know, you're talking about muscle and, and weight. I know that. Yeah. Can Abrinas not put on on weight? He can. He, I think that he can a little bit, but I, I don't think that he's going to be like super jacked one day. Like we're going to be like, oh my goodness, Alex Abrinas is no is in the weight room all the time. Look at him. But as a shooting guard, you don't have to be that thick. Like a small forward, you have to be a little thicker. I don't know. I, I think that. His defense is going to be very limiting for him. For both these guys, it's going to be limiting. I also think McDermott can score in a lot more ways than Abrinas can. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a guy that he is a scorer. He's not just like a standstill three-point shooter, but he is a scorer. Uh, I don't know. I think McDermott has, he's got potential. And right now, I think that Abrinas, for whatever reason, is above McDermott in the depth chart. I think some of it's like familiarity with the team and with the system. Um, I'm a, I'm a believer in McDermott and his ability to score. I think it could take him a little bit um, to become kind of the defender that the Thunder want him to be. But I just – I can envision a world in which Doug McDermott becomes the starter for the Thunder. It's hard for me to envision and, – and playing like 30 minutes a night because he can score that well. It's hard for me to see Abrinas becoming the starter or a 30 to 35 minute a night guy Mm. on really any team i think that he's a good a really good guy off the bench he can really shoot um i don't know that's just kind of that's where i'm at agree to disagree (laughs) but i'm I'm, i think we have different ideas of what higher ceiling is of what that means the ceiling is the roof (laughs) the ceiling is the roof (laughs) let's move on to our final Twitter question. It is from <laughs> at little bit seven seven. Shout out to little bit. Who wants to know? Would you guys like the Thunder to target a player or position in this year's draft? Then which player or which position? 
I look at this team and I think that they need a backup point guard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Samaj is good. Um, I, I don't think that Norris Cole is very good either. And so you'd like to get a competent backup point guard if they're not going to play Vic in that primary ball handler role on the second unit, and they're not going to. And so I look at my guy, Juwan Evans, out of Oklahoma Ooh. State. He's going to be available in the 20s. He was awesome this year, and he's really good. He's a good passer. He can score the ball. He can shoot it a little bit. I think he could do a lot of like what we thought Cameron Payne was going to be able yeah. to do. Um, but I think he might actually be able to do it. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in him, and I think that he he could be a good pro. Um, I don't think <laughs> Darnell Mayberry said that he thought that they should draft Juwan to put Russell Westbrook at the two guard, which I don't get at all. Like I don't think that. I just think that he could be a confident backup point guard that could also he could play next to Russ, but not. There's no circumstance. Whoops. There's no circumstance whatsoever that you take the ball out of Russell Westbrook's hands. There's no. no situation. Unless like Chris Paul was like, hey, clear the way, Thunder. I'm coming to coming back yeah. to OKC. Um, I really love practicing at that SNU gym. It was so cool. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that he's doing that. So there's no other circumstance in which you're going to take the ball out of Russell Westbrook's hands. But I do think that Jawan Evans makes a lot of sense for the Thunder. They need a backup point guard really bad. I don't. I and having the, a scoring point guard as your backup is really important yeah. too. If you have a good distributing point guard as your backup, that doesn't really help you that much because chances are your bench probably isn't that good. So, like, who are you distributing to? So, right. if you have a scoring guard, you can open up a lot more for the one or two other offensively competent players that are on your bench yeah. squad. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Is he a one or done, one and done player? Two. This is second Juwan. year. Yeah, this, this is, is second year. Yeah, this is. So he'll be year. a little more prepared for the NBA too. Yes, he. He's ready to play. I, I think that he's really good. I think another guy, Donovan Mitchell, he's this guard for Louisville. He's That's who Draft Express has the Thunder taking. I thought it was Louisville. <laughs> that's incorrect. Oh, I'm thinking of Louis Williams. <laughs> he's, he's 20 years old. Um, he's... He's 6'3". They, they call him a shooting guard. I think that he could play a little bit of point guard. I like him, too. He's he's a he's a really <laughs> he's a fiery athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like his inconsistent shooting. I don't like that. I think that uh, Jawan would be a better shooter. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jawan Evans. That's who I like. Out of the other guys that are there, I think the Thunders do still need a wing. Uh, uh, OG Ananobi is kind of rising up draft boards right now. They have him going 15th. I like him. I don't think he's going to fall to where the Thunder are. Maybe you say Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> I, I, I did. Obi-Wan, he's making a big comeback. Yeah. Um, Tyler Lydon, I think that he's pretty good, but I think that he's more of a four. He's kind of a tweener. Harry Giles is a guy that I think the Thunder should look at. I think he would be in that of, range. Of One Direction. Of One Direction. <laughs> Harry Styles, I really hope that they take a good look at him because... His it's hair is so good. Guy. He's, He's just a good-looking good, guy. Just good look looker. at him. Um, but Giles is a guy that was highly recruited um, out of high school, but he's had some bad injuries. Luke Kennard is maybe a guy that you'd look at as a scorer off the bench, but I don't I don't think he really fits the mold of what the Thunder need. So I look at Jawan, I look at OG Ananobi, and Donovan Mitchell. I think that they just need a backup point guard or they need a guy that's like a project wing. Um, that's what I would look at in the draft. Hey. Huh? 
Hey guys, I got a question for you. Uh, the question is: Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. I'm miffed and I'm peeved. Oh, I know why. Last night I'm laying on my couch and having a. I'm just taking taking it easy, watching the new Dave Chappelle on Netflix, laughing it up. <laughs> Life is great. <laughs> Uh, all of a sudden, all the lights in my house start flickering, and power goes out. Power remains out. That's not cool. I don't know if I can make it to the morning with the the juice in my cell phone to wake up for the pod. And I have all the stuff. He's got all the stuff. So my my the rest was fitful. I, uh, what word did you just use? Fitful. What, I did not rest get was fitful? fitful. I did not get good rest. I so I had some candles lit so I could see around my house. Who oh. talks like you? Shut up. So <laughs> this and so this morning I go to light my candles because I wake up so early. It's so dark. Candles burned all the way down. Can't light. They, my my they lighter have power. Get, exactly. Get out a new candle. My lighter won't light, so I'm like, crap. "That's out of power!" I'm like, crap, man, you're so oh. ill prepared. So I had, so I had to turn on my my crap, Nintendo. Had to turn on my Nintendo <laughs> Switch and just use it as a flashlight around my house to get around. Wow, that's the most Luke thing ever. <laughs> that is, that is the most. There's nothing more Luke than using your Nintendo Switch <laughs> to help you get ready for the day. To like yeah. go to the bathroom, <laughs> you yeah. know, to like. But it's a good purchase. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't have that, you can't be too mad. I, I would probably be here in the nude without any of the pod stuff. Well, I had no idea I wasn't wearing clothes. I couldn't <laughs> see. Can't even find your car. You just wandered here uh-huh. on foot. Well, uh, uh, I, I had to manually open my garage. Ugh. That's not that bad of a thing. Especially your garage is probably not that hard. To do. So I was super miffed. I told you guys this story. I haven't shared it on the pod. I went to Sam's Club a couple <laughs> weeks ago with my children, and we walk into the bathroom. We're trying to wash hands. We're trying to go get some pizza. If you haven't eaten pizza at Sam's, it's super go good. It. So or, good, so cheap. Super or cheap. a hot dog combo. Or a yep. hot dog. Yeah, great. So we we walk we walk in we're going we're washing hands i have a two and a four-year-old they're both boys and we're just washing hands and this dude and his friend barrel into the bathroom and they're just dropping f-bombs all over the place and i'm like okay like maybe the f-bombs will stop once they see that there are children in here they don't stop and so i say hey Hey man, we've got kids in here. Could you just hold off the f bombs for just a minute while we wash our hands? And he says, "No, f you." And I said, "Huh?" <laughs> he said, "You don't, you don't, have, you don't tell me what to say." This is what you're saying has been like. There's a hundred more f words. Yes, we're in there. Yes, yes, yes. And I said, uh, "He said you're not." He said, "You're not my dad." I said, <laughs> "Man." I don't want to be your dad. Uh, I just don't want you to cuss in front of my kids. I have no interest in being your father. And he said, well, you, of course you would be my father. It was just like, just like so much anger and just like spewing just right at me. My kids luckily just had no idea what was happening, which was just like, just, just God's protection of my little kids over here. But he just was just, and then he started like threatening to beat me up. 
and stuff like that. I'm just like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. I just don't want you to cuss in front of my kids. And like, he walks out and he's like yelling. My kids are like, just pumped to get pizza still. You should have, you know what you should, should have said on your way out. Sorry, you have daddy issues. Yeah, that would have been a really good move by me. <laughs> that would have been really good. So, sorry, you have father issues. <laughs> and then issues. just run. And then just like, just hide in the, like, Dad, why have we been in the bathroom for four hours? <laughs> Don't worry, kids. I think he's gone. The cops are coming. No, like, I just like walk out and he's, he's gone, but I was so like, just like seething with rage at this mm-hmm. guy. Just like, Surprise, Sam's going to let that riffraff in there. That's what I, <laughs> I thought they'd weed him out, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying. Like they're very exclusive. They're I've, I've shown up and they've turned me away cause I didn't have a card. Not anymore. I got one now. I mean, you oh, can't now buy, anyone can you go. Can't, you can't buy anything, but you can go in there. Well, that's, that's terrible. I yeah. went to reach and get my card out. He's like, yeah, we don't need those anymore. I was like, oh, oh. well, I feel a lot well, less did, did you say the, Did you scream the F word at him? Because that's what this guy did. How did is it? that you, Jay? It was me. <laughs> Jay, <Surprise>. no. <laughs> oh, I was super, super miffed. What do you think their stance is on immigration policy? Oh, my God. Thanks Taylor. for listening to our podcast. <laughs>